This video has been classified as PG. Parental guidance is recommended for people under 15 years. Welcome to Good Game Pocket Edition, our weekly roundup of gaming. I'm Hex. And I'm Barjo, and this week we've jumped straight to the desk to bring you the highlights of all our reviews from Good Game and Good Game Spawn Point. The big one, without a doubt, was the new Diablo 3 expansion, Reaper of Souls. Yes, so epic. No one can stop death. Ah, so much looty goodness. We'll get to that later in the show. First up, let's take a look at two new indie games we reviewed, Luftrausers and Nason C. Luftrausers is pure retro brutality. It looks like a twin stick shooter, but the controls hark back to an even simpler time. You just steer left and right while regularly pumping the gas and guns, fighting against gravity in a sky that's teeming with enemies and bullet fire. You will die a lot. The only way you can repair your plane is to stop shooting, but the scoring system is completely based around your enemy kill multiplier. So you're constantly juggling priorities between your score multiplier and your plane's health. Yeah, I found it pretty tough to keep that multiplier up consistently. The standard enemy planes are easy multiplier fodder, but I pretty much had to put my score on hold when I was tackling the gunships. They soak up so much damage, and straying into their line of fire is pretty much a guaranteed death sentence. I think Luftrausers does a pretty good job of shoehorning fun, acrobatic combat into a retro shell. I had a really good time with this, I'm giving it 8. We played this on PC and I think it is more suited for the handheld Vita version, but yeah, this is great fun. I'm giving it 8.5 out of 10. This is Nascent Sea, a first-person puzzle exploration platformer kind of thing, which reminds me a bit of Portal, just a lot stranger. You play as Lucy, a silent protagonist who we first see running from a mysterious cube creature. No, thank you. Pretty good. <gasps> then, after tumbling down a hole, she finds herself lost in some immense and elaborate construct. There's no narration, no audio logs, and no other living soul to tell you anything about this place. All you know comes from what you see, and what you can see tells a very strange story indeed. Yeah, it's some of the most eye-catching use of light and shadow that I've ever seen. While often it's just pretty, it's also used to great effect to play some masterful mind games on you. It can be quite disorienting, but just as you'll start to feel completely lost, a door will suddenly appear or you'll see a hint of light to guide you. There are a few puzzles where you'll have to move lights around to make walls and platforms disappear or move. There's not many of them, and none of them have any particularly tricky or mind-bending solutions, but I'm glad they're there. I think as an interactive piece of art, this is quite spectacular, but it's also not particularly fun, and in fact I found it quite annoying at times. I think if you're looking for something to simulate a psychedelic night at the modern art museum, then this is right up your alley. I'm giving it 6.5 out of 10 rubber chickens. You know, it is a visually impressive game with a stunning soundtrack to boot and just, you know, really interesting, so I'm giving it 8. Ah, the walk em up. It's really becoming a new genre, isn't it, Hex? So emotional. Maybe we should start calling them feel-me-ups. <laughs> I think that sounds a little bit weird. Uh, over on Spawn Point, though, our show for younger gamers on ABC3, we took a look at Constancy and the Lego Movie video game. 
Constant C is a futuristic puzzle platformer set on a space station orbiting the moon. The scientists aboard this space station are on the verge of discovering technologies to allow humans to travel faster than light. But something goes terribly wrong. Your objective is to traverse levels by jumping, falling and sliding to the exit. The combination of the gravity and time manipulation mechanics allow for some cool platforming ideas, like using falling boxes as elevators. Yeah, but after about three hours, just as you feel like you're coming to the end of the game, there's a huge difficulty spike. The puzzles become more complex and the platforming requires a lot more skill. It was a nice change of pace to have to actually stop and think about a level, but it just would have been better if there had been a more gradual approach to it. I'm gonna give this six rubber chickens. I think when it finds its groove, it's a lot of fun, so I'm giving it seven. The LEGO Movie Video Game is the latest action-adventure in the series based on the recent movie. It follows the story of the film pretty closely. Good morning. One thing I really liked about this title, as opposed to other games in the LEGO series, is that the story and environments are so perfectly suited to the LEGO universe, because this time it's all based on a movie designed for this world. If you find the character swapping gets a bit frustrating, try playing with a friend. Playing in co-op is always more fun, and with so many characters to utilise, no one is ever left standing around waiting to contribute. And of course, keeping the LEGO standard of lols, I was just laughing all the way through this game. Me too. Me three. But most of all, I just love that the message of this game, and I suppose the movie as well, is about harnessing your creativity, breaking free of the limitations of building with instructions. It sticks pretty closely to the LEGO formula. It's true to form in the way you swap characters, smash blocks, and build your way through the puzzles. There were a couple of chapters that I didn't really enjoy, but overall this feels like a fresh new landscape for this series, and I think it'll be good for fans as well as newcomers. I'm giving it 8 out of 10 rubber chickens. Yeah, I had a wonderful time with this game, and I was in fits of giggles all the way through, so I'm giving it 9. Alright, Hex, question time. What have we got today? Uh, well, we've got this one from Man Bear Pig, uh, who is everywhere in Western Australia. Hey guys, I must have this question answered. I am super serial. Am I able to find all the collectibles in South Park The Stick of Truth after I've completed all the story quests? P.S. Barjo, I call this one Moustache Face. <laughs> Excelsior. Well, sorry to say, Man Bear Pig, but there are actually quite a few things you can miss and not be able to get after you finish the main quest. So if you want to get everything, you'll need to do another playthrough. But in terms of collecting the Chim Pokemon, there are six that you can miss as they only appear during certain quests. Yeah, so firstly there's Roid Rat, who you can find in the Bard quest. Then there's Battlebot in the Alien Abduction quest. Gunrilla is found during the Gain New Allies quest. Turdakin is in the Attack the School quest. Fetuswami is in the Forging Alliances quest. And finally, Shu is found in the Beat Up Clyde quest. Shu's my favourite. <laughs> but other than that, there's also a bunch of friends you can miss making too. Firstly, make sure you accept Clyde's request when you get it, or you can miss that. And then you can find three friends during the Attack the School quest, with Bill Fossey and Lemmywinks all found there. You'll also have to not kill the Bishop of Banff to be his friend. And you can also find both Big Gay Al and Ike as friends during the Beat Up Clyde quest. Other than that, there's also one quest you can miss. Just make sure you speak to the police sergeant in the police station while there are Nazi zombies around to get that quest, and you'll also get him as a friend when you complete it. There's also a load of weapons and items you can miss, but we don't have time to go through all of those. But if you get all of those collectibles, then everything else can be found after completing the main quest. But on that note, I think it's your review time! Well, I think the choice of game today is pretty obvious, so let's see what you all thought of South Park The Stick of Truth. <laughs> 
and it seems to be almost universally loved, with most of you giving it glowing reviews, like this one from Leaf Spider, who says, This game is one massive fart that I enjoy the smell of. Ten stars. Likewise, Phoenix Morph said, One of the best games of 2014 so far, and it's the funniest game ever made. Nine and a half stars. Not everyone was so taken with it, though, like Adrian, who wrote, It's a Descend game. A bit gross, but I guess it's pretty fun. Six and a half stars. And Harry here was much harsher. Why do you even like it? An RPG for a cartoon just doesn't work. Just do what The Simpsons game and Family Guy Back to the Multiverse did. Also, it didn't help that there are eight scenes I can't see. Half a star. Personally, I thought the RPG approach worked quite well. Also, Back to the Multiverse is a terrible game, but each to their own, I guess. <laughs> well, now it's time for us to look at the biggest game of the week, Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls. Reaper of Souls isn't just another chapter, it brings some massive changes to Diablo 3 that might just pull you back in. If I had one word to describe this expansion, it would be hectics. Oh, it's hectics to the max. Yeah, it's fully hectics. Hordes of enemies will hurl themselves at you without warning. They come out of the walls, they burrow out of the ground, and they will chew you up and spit you out. It's hard going being a hero. Yeah, there's also a new class to play with, the Crusader, which has evolved a bit from the Paladin. The Crusader wears heavy armor and has some healing-focused abilities and lots of stuns. And like all the other classes, new abilities and runes are thrown at you with nearly every level, so you're always playing with the ability sets. I enjoyed all the stuns with this class and the fact that you can hold so many different types of weapons, but what I like most of all is that you can put in a rune that lets you hold a two-handed weapon in one hand. What? I know, I've never played an RPG that's done that before. They're breaking all the rules, Bajo. Uh, we haven't personally had time to max out all the abilities for the rest of the classes, but our favorite so far has got to be this one. That's right, the Witch Doctor's version of a Sharknado is a cyclone of piranhas. A piranado. Gross. This expansion feels much more intense to me than Diablo 3 did. Yeah. The levels themselves feel more alive and reactive as they crumble around you, and you'll be forced to deal with a good variety of enemy types and attacks. And now you can really put the pressure on too, because you can set your own custom difficulty. So you no longer have to play through on lower difficulties to unlock the harder ones. And those tiers of Torment difficulty hex, the rewards for playing those are some pretty epic legendary gear that just won't drop anywhere else, and they can be so brutal. Heal me. Overall, Reaper of Souls didn't feel huge in length to me, and I think hex that might be an issue for some who still only want to play this through once on normal, but that's not really how you play this game anymore. This is a whole reshape, not just an expansion. Overall, Bajo, with all of its thoughtful changes, this is a pretty perfect expansion. It's like they've taken the best stuff from Diablo 2 and inserted it back into Diablo 3. Yeah, and it's exactly what the fans wanted, I think. And I think it's safe to say that this will set the groundwork for the future of the series. I gave it 9.5 out of 10 rubber chicken. I gave it 9 out of 10. Well, we hope you enjoyed our little roundup of the week that was. Don't forget you can tune into regular episodes of Good Game every Tuesday night at 8.30pm on ABC2. Yes, next week on the show, we'll see how Tamriel handles the MMO crowds in our review of The Elder Scrolls Online. Ah.
Ah, Hex, whenever a new MMO rolls around, I both love and fear the experience that awaits me. (laughs) Yeah, I just love getting lost in a fantasy world, but it does steal a lot of hours, doesn't it? Mm. Although I am looking forward to my Dark Elf answering the call. Till next time, Hex out. Bajo out. 